Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning! It's a crisp afternoon right here in sweet, sweet little Morio. The humble town of one... I don't know, but I'm here in Morio. That's where I am. Kai Harada. Good morning! Oh god, I wish I was Mari, 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 Mari. Mario Cho Radio. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where we are very excited about the release, the rough release date (laughs) and release of trailer for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. I am literally desperately trying to make more JoJo's references, but don't know which ones to make because I have nothing to go off of. Yep, just a quick refresher on the concept of this podcast. (laughs) Nick has not seen any JoJo's Bizarre Adventure beyond what we've watched on the podcast, whereas I have consumed most of it. I'm a little behind on JoJo Leon wrapping up this month. Yep. I don't know much about part six. All I know is what you've told me. Which is? Prison, Jolene, um, Jodoro? Nick, will you be watching the teaser trailer? Why would I ever do that? I haven't got time for the teaser trailer. I'm a busy man. So that's a no. I literally, when I saw it pop up in my feed, went, to think they would mock me by saying, excuse me, sir, a minute and a half of your time, sir. Good, Good, sir, could you please enjoy a trailer? I was like, be gone from my sight. Get out of here, you little worm. I have more important matters to deal with. hands off that shiny shirt. (laughs) That's mine. I have leather pants to wear and you mock me with a minute and a half of your trailer. Well, Nick. Yeah? More on that in December when it's out in that case. (laughs) Uh, We, of course, look forward to watching that on JoJo's World, the only anime podcast. Um, And... (laughs) This is a bold claim, but one I think we can definitely confirm. A lot of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcasts started since we started JoJo's World. When we looked at the time, there weren't really, there were like maybe one or two we could find. Mm. Uh, now there's many. Well, it's become part of the culture. Real zeitgeist. It's a real, uh, it's a real JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's a real monoculture, like Game of Thrones or mm. Star Wars. Yeah, it really subverted my expectations mm. by uh, taking over the known anime world with such force in Nick. the West. Years. Today, yeah. we are watching the 37th of 39 Revolutionary Girl Utena episodes. Alright, let's go do it. And after this, we'll have two more episodes to watch, <laughs> which I think we'll probably watch one at a time over the next two weeks. Because we're very hype. We're very smart. <laughs> we have planned this out perfectly. And then, we're going to take a little break. We've earned a nice little siesta before JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. Mm. But... In that tasty little break where we're catching some rays by the Summerside beach time. I want to go to the beach. We are also going to pop in here and there with a couple of movies. A. We might do A. Vampire Hunter D, which of course stands for Danathan. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> um, maybe like one of those Evangelion movies. I don't oh, know. Yeah, Pacific Rim. Maybe um, the Cowboy B-Boy movie. It's a Cowboy Bebop movie? Yeah. What? It's good. It's the first thing of it I saw. Really? Yep. Spike Spiegel, Jet Black, Faye Valentine, Ed, Ein, Vincent. The villain of the piece. Oh, Viscous. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine if there was a villain named Viscous? I mean, the villain of Cowboy Bebop is is, vicious. Yeah. Yeah, but imagine if he was named Viscous. He'd just be like this big lard ball that walks around being like, 
I will ingest you and then... You are describing some JoJo's Bizarre Adventure antagonists. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I guess. Nick. Yes. Revolutionary Girl Utena. What is it? Episode, we still don't know. (laughs) Literally, we've gotten to this point. It's like, what is something eternal? Who knows? Episode 37. Mm. The one to revolutionise the world. Third last, this is it. Third rock from the sun. Oh my god. Utena has uncovered the truth behind Anthe and Akio, and her disgust for them has brought her to forsake everything she's fought for up until now. Until, you know. Until, until it doesn't. Yeah. This episode is like 23 minutes of, uh, you know, you're about to go beyond the point of no return. Do you have any side quests you would like to wrap up? And you're all like, oh. oh I guess I'll go and check all the gear shops one last time. I mean, I mean, what if it's really good? I'll walk around the Normandy and have a final conversation with all of my squad mates. You're literally just like, okay, look, you're about to defeat the number one demon dragon guy. But there's this little boy in the village who needs a new car. I kind of want to grind for the um, Excalibur a bit first. Take the best sword into the final deal. How do you start doing that? Oh, well, first, you've got to do... It's actually really complicated, Nick. You've got okay. to um, you've got to cultivate the best rose in the Anthe Botany minigame. Okay, okay. Uh, and then you take that and you give it to Juri so she can give it to Shiori. Mm. Uh, and then she, she gives you some sheet music she found that you give to Mickey. Okay. Uh, and then you go and beat the crap out of Sayonji and Toga. <laughs> And have a you have a have a um a meeting of the minds with Nanami where you're both like I respect you I respect you too and she's like my family's super rich so brother bring in this really good sword that we've had this whole time is that locked out after the Nemero arc in the game oh you've got to make some key choices that you've got to get the black rose seeds from okay. one of the um one of the drops yeah otherwise yep. uh you you don't have one of the cultivation items you need yeah and that's hard locked behind the boss yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. if you if you do miss anything crucial um you can go to wakaba's house and sometimes you'll find things in her little um kappa mugs oh, oh like Ka- saionji <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a fun little game we've created yeah. This would be the structure of uh, As we've talked about before uh, My ideal Utena video game Where it's the social stuff from Persona And the sword fighting from Sekiro mm. And you showed Okay, you showed me <laughs> I right? didn't show you anything You showed this to me I, showed, I guess in a certain world I show, In a certain sense I showed this whole podcast to you <laughs> So you showed me the opening to a game. Oh yes, the Sega Saturn uh, Utena dating sim. It can't be real. It can't be real. It is. It's Baby, not. Baby, get on board. It shouldn't be. Like what? It's called so, something like Four Days at Ottery Academy. But like, what? Like, what? I can only assume that you play as one of those original characters we saw mm-hmm. and you can choose if you want to date uh, various characters such as Utena Tenjo, Akio Ottery, Anthe Himamea. Surely you'd just be playing as Utena, though. But why? So She's got can... her own shit going on. <laughs> but surely you just play as her to be like, oh, but I want to be with the the, the I want to be with Nanami. She oh. seems well-adjusted. You leave Nanami out of this. Nick. Yes. Shut up. Okay. I want to share with you mm-hmm. a <gasps> production note from our secret best friend. And possible lover. Ikahara. Episode 37. The one who brings the world revolution. Evidently, 
Some theorise that engagement rings can be traced all the way back to ancient Rome strong in the days start. before Christ. Oh, strong start. At the time, of course, marriage wasn't a product of love. It was a political affair in a society dominated by men. Mm. The concept of romantic love appeared on the historical stage later. Therefore, rings weren't proof of love items. They only signified proof of contract. <gasps> During the Renaissance, military man Cesare Borgia was ablaze with the ambition to conquer Italy. <laughs> One. This, this fucking guy is like, oh, you know what I really want to do today? Conquer Italy. Yeah, we all played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. <laughs> One theory has it that the Borgia family assassinated its political enemies with a poison called Cantarella to expand their territory of influence. Ooh. I've known the world... I think it says world here, but I think it should be word. <laughs> I've known the world Cantarella for some time, but I didn't start to think of it as romantic until I read Miss Saito's manga, The Flower Crown Madonna. You see, Cesare has a beautiful younger sister named Lucrezia. Mm -hmm. Or Lucrezia. In this story, Lucrezia entered politically expedient marriages with men from various lands and her husbands died of mysterious illnesses. Ooh. She poisoned them with Cantarella. <gasps> Lucrezia loved Cesare as a man loves, sorry, as a woman loves a man. Ah. For her brother's dream of world conquest, she married men she didn't care for and then she killed them. Mm. Lucrezia gave both body and soul out of love for her brother. What a romantic story. That's what I thought on first reading. I also thought, I want to take a shot at grappling with her emotions. I think I had Lucrezia in the back of my mind as I shaped Anthe's personality. Oh. oh. Well, this is insightful. Yeah. Who engaged to various people to further her own ends. Well, to further her brother's ends? Unclear. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Of course, we all remember that the Borgias were uh, one of the key influences in the Game of Thrones girl boss power couple. Uh, uh-huh. Cersei and Jamie Lannister. Sure. What? what? The Lannisters. Yeah, what about them? The incestuous twin siblings who wanted to dominate the world. Ah, yes, now I remember <laughs> them. Ah, yes. And of course, we all remember Nanami and Toga Kiryu, who are also here. Oh, <laughs> yep, we remember them. We got a little bit of Nanami today, and she wasn't trying to get with her brother. On the Reddit that I'm reading this author's note from, mm -hmm. the top comment in response to that note uh, is uh, from a deleted account, but it's a, a five-sentence comment that I think is actually quite insightful. Okay. Given one of the, one of the mysteries we grappled with earlier in the podcast. So, What is this episode about? Is no, that what the mystery is? No. <laughs> What's the mystery like? Um, let, me, let me share. <laughs> Don't jump the gun, Nick. <laughs> but I love jumping guns. So the comment in response to that long, uh, long note about uh, about the Borgias mm -hmm. and uh, and political expedient marriages followed by poisoning, okay, simply sort of sucks for Mickey's dad. <laughs> what you remember the mystery of the woman who looked just like Anthe in the rose bride dress, yeah. standing behind Mickey's dad on the phone? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Sort of sucks for Mickey's dad. Oh, no. He know mum and now he know dad. <laughs> Just his new mum, Anthea <laughs> who he loves. Or he dies. <laughs> so, Nick. Yeah. This episode, there's a lot of soul searching going on. A lot of... A lot of floof. A lot of enigmatic conversations. Uh, a lot of very vague... Ba backlit by bright lights. A lot of um, back and forth metaphorical nonsensical stuff question mark 
Would you say? No. Where it's like, something's happening, you're like, there's a meaning here. Nick, I don't know what it is. It's morning. Utena is wide awake after having seen her best friend slash lover, Anthihima Maya, and her authority her authority figure slash lover, uh, Akio Otari, yep. in the throes of passion the night before. Uh, just like Nanami before her. Uh, My God! She's she's staring at sleeping Anthe and repeating to herself in her own brain the words of the uh, the prince who was promised, um, mm-hmm. being like, "If you grow up and don't lose your nobility, then that ring will bring us back together." And she coldly takes the ring off, which she's never done before. She literally just yanks that shelf is like, "I'm done. Mm. I'm done with this shit." Anthe is also awake, but staying in the bed. And it's an awkward breakfast the next morning. They're all in there, the too big kitchen <laughs> with no stools. <laughs> I hate the design of this kitchen so much. It just feels so empty, which is kind of meant to, because you're in the you're in a den of vipers with this snake, Akio Ottery, and you're meant to feel. It's like how in Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca, uh-huh. all the furniture in Mandalay was too big for the unnamed protagonist to make her feel. Uh, small of stature and dwarfed by this, uh, this the isolating structure of the building. I see. Yeah, that's what this kitchen is like. Too big. It's too big, too opulent. Too isolating. And Akio and Anthe were there. And they're all like, hello. Hello, would you like some breakfast, Utena? And she's like, I can't talk to either of you right now. Oh my god, it's like watching your... It's like seeing uh, your best friends boning one another. But you're boning both of them. And also their siblings. <laughs> That's what it's like. That's what it's like. It's not quite the same, <laughs> but it's pretty fucking close. It's something wrong, Utena. You don't look like you sleep slept well. Yeah, but I can't really talk about it with anyone. Especially not you. Choo Choo is making some toast with butter on it. Yep. And then Anthe picks it up and eats and bites it. And later is just like, oh, this isn't mine. This and is yours, he's, Choo yeah, Choo. He's clinging to it as she. Yeah. So what's the metaphor of that? She is... She's stepping in on something that isn't hers. Oh, on Utena's ah. lover. Oh. On, like, Utena's game, and she's like, oh. Oh, my God. Oh. By the way, you're not wearing your ring today, says Akio. And she changes the subject, like, hey, let's go on a date after school, and sick 70-year-old man. And Akio's all like, oh, you, you want to go on a date with me? You want to go on a date with me? Yes. All right, then. How about 5.30? 6.30? What, what's that? What's and then it? she's leaving. Man, most girls would kill to go out on a date with someone as cool as you, Akio. What about your fiancé, who we don't really talk about anymore? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, what's going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> student council music. Student council lift uh, opens. But it's not the student council. Yeah. It's just our two best friends, Tokakiryu, Koichi Sayonji, riding around the meeting pavilion. Toka's riding his bicycle and Zayonji's sitting on the back. They're riding very slowly. It's like they're kids all over again. Yeah, and they're just like, we both got letters from End of the World. And I bet Utena got one too, but very different from ours. And then we have a quick shot of the big 69 bed uh, with her discarded uniform on it with a letter on it. Uh, So I think... And the ring on top of the letter. I think Kiryu's all like, oh, it's it's like a farewell letter. Yeah, it's all basically over now. Uh, she's going to revolutionise the world by walking through the... But the no, she gates. says. The revolution doesn't interest her. She only really got into this whole thing because we kept challenging her to duels, remember? It's just because End of the World told us to do that, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, true. And, and even even we don't know what her 
uh, end game. What, what, what his ultimate goal is? Mm. Do we think that? Um, so it's okay. Sayonji goes. Do you think she knows who End of the World really is? And then Kiryu stops pedaling and sits bolt upright and says, It's been a long time since I've ridden a bike with you. (laughs) You keep asking these difficult questions. I kind of like, I don't know, like, look, we've gone on at length about how Togeth Kiryu is a psychopath with no true emotions. Oh, yeah. But I kind of like how part of Sionji re-entering the story at this juncture seems to have been these two rekindling their friendship. Mm, And just being like... Even though they're both awful in their own ways. Well, it's like both of them are like, wait, were we being pitted against one another by this big, bad, evil dude? Yeah, kind of. Oh, maybe we... Maybe, maybe we're, we're friends. friends. Yeah, maybe we're maybe, okay. Maybe I'll stop manipulating women and you'll stop hitting them, Sionji. <laughs> and we can be normal and healthy. <laughs> never forget their sins. Never forgive, never forget. <laughs> uh, cruising back home after the 5.30 date. Uh, Utena's wearing a very feminine sweater with her shoulders exposed. Oh, uh, that is Through this whole sequence, we're just watching them from the back of the car and we don't see their faces other than when, when they turn. And he's still like... You're still not wearing the ring. And she's like, oh, I don't think it suits me anymore. And then <laughs> in what can only be described as the ultimate sleazy Prince Charming movie, yeah. he gets in close and is like, you know, maybe I could get you a new ring that suits your very well, first, fashionable choice. First he leans clothing. in and goes, that outfit you're wearing definitely suits you. But you know what it would suit even more? My bedroom floor. <laughs> he doesn't say that second half. <laughs> you know what that'd really suit? Is a duel. What a creep. Just imagine if he just leaned and he was like, it was like, oh, I don't know if the ring suits me anymore. Well, well, what about this? And then he gives her a Yu-Gi-Oh duel disc. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, I I never thought anyone would ever give me one of these. See, I'm moving away from the whole Rose Bride thing. I think that's kind of a lost cause. What I'm really into these days is the Millennium Items. (laughs) He's just Maximilian Pegasus. Oh my God, he's black Maximilian Pegasus. (laughs) He's just so evil and metaphorical, it hurts. Um, But anyway, he leans in, he's all like, how about we, you know, basically he's just like, what if we just bone in the car, you and I? And her seat reclines, but then he sits back on the, like, the back uh, hood of the car and is like, you seem very girlish tonight. Well, I am a girl. Because she seems resistant. Yeah. Ooh, girlish. (laughs) Uh, And then she looks up at space and like, the Big Dipper. By the way, you haven't spoken about the space much tonight. And he sa- he rocks our world by saying, do you want to know a secret? And she's I ac- like, yeah. I yeah. actually don't care about space at all. The stars don't interest him. That's it. What? what? He's a broken man. I just live in the observatory because it's the best place to fuck. <laughs> no one can see you. You can see them. Always have the higher ground. <laughs> That's right, I'm a voyeur as well as a pedophile. <laughs> Why do you think I have multiple telescopes that look into multiple bedrooms? <laughs> oh, I did want to ask about that, but I was too afraid. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm Archeo, motherfucker. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> so then it just cuts to... I've complicated feelings on the latter arc of this show just because of how skeezy the villain is. But I mean, but that's, he's meant to be. that's a real villain when you boil it down. Yeah. You know, you have like your, I'm going to take over the world with my weird clone army. And then you've got, I'm, I'm going, going to, to kill you with kindness. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to have sex with you when you don't want when to. You... And you're like, oh God, no, take this back. He's a real villain. Uh. Yeah, uh, he is, he gives me the heebie-jeebies, but I think he's meant to. He gives me the, I don't like this at all. Very excited. Like, 
Because people don't die in this show, with the exception of Ruka, who of course died off screen of a terminal illness. Which we all saw coming. So what is the end resolution for Akio? Death? Maybe. <laughs> just, just, he just dies, maybe? Are his, like, like, like with Toga before him, are his ambitions discarded <gasps> and he is wheelchair bound for an arc we'll never see? No, what if, Liam? What if Utena literally kills him? Because... Because that's the only way to bring the prince back. Because he is like a kaiju in terms of threat level. What I... What? What the fuck are you talking you know about? The, you know how the prince used to save all the princesses oh, yeah, yeah. from all the big monsters? He's now a monster. Exactly. So only a prince, Utana, can, can destroy him, him yeah. and save the princess exactly. and the Himamea. Exactly. Who is the Rose Bride? Who is also maybe the villain of the show. Maybe. It's hard to tell. <laughs> it's all very ambiguous right yeah. now. But will the prince get the girl? The girl, of course, being... Utena Tenja. Togakiru. Oh! <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's all very unclear. It's up in the air. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand this episode, but I do know one thing, and that's... I'm having a good time yeah. recording this podcast with my friend Nick. Wait, is that in your voice or in my voice? It's me, Liam. Oh. I was being sincere. Oh. You can tell from the tone of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Have we gone full podcast where you're like, no, this is my sincere voice? Oh, I'm well on the record that I have what's called what I call a tone problem, <laughs> where I have monotonous talking Liam and broadcaster voice Liam. You've got to mix in a series of high and low tones to keep the voice dynamic to the listening ear. Not if you're me, Nick. Yes. Utena comes home from her date and she and Anthe sit and stare out of the space window in their bedroom. Anthe's in her big pyjamas. Huge pyjamas. <laughs> the biggest pyjamas you've ever seen. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you think you know bloody big pyjamas... Akio Trump bloody. is like, these pyjamas are huge. <laughs> the biggest pyjamas you've ever seen. Mid-tier <laughs> joke, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll use Kinda it. Kind of dated. Yeah. I think your brother was teasing me a little. Hmm. You seem very girlish tonight, he said. What does that mean? Very girlish. That's what she and that's what she questions. What does that mean? What does it mean? And then Anthe looks out the window and says, "In the end, all girls are like the Rose Bride." And we flash to the silhouette of young Anthe impaled with thousands of swords, which of course are the thorns, thorns. of humanity. God as I joked to it. you before God recording. Fucking damn it! All girls are like the Rose Bride, and then they're together, and their hands are clasped together. And Anthe says, "Did you get a letter from End of the World?" If you go to the castle, you'll meet your prince. Please go to the castle and set me free from my hellish existence. <laughs> is the uh, unspoken context there, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Utena's just looking very so moody. So much has happened since we've met. Ooh. But is this goodbye? No, this is hello. Meanwhile, uh, in the observatory, which is no longer for fucking, but is for <laughs> uh, sexy photo shoots, as Akio which... puts together the Ottery Academy, the boys of Ottery Academy calendar... <laughs> It's one step away from child porn, but hey, you know. Uh, Sayonji and Kiryu are reclining on the hood of the car, which is, of course, stacked on top of dozens of other cars. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, now that uh, Utena cut all these cars in half, we can't drive them, so we just have to use them for photo shoots. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just like, so, what are you going to do now? And once again, while this conversation is happening, it's the thing where the camera flashes and then their shirts are open and they're like, ah. Oh. Just popping off. And when there's an Archeo photo, he goes from his red shirt to his white duelist regalia. Mm. 
Which I don't think we've seen him duel with yet. Well, we haven't seen him duel, so... Mm, that fucker. Kiria's like, I don't think she's going to pass through the Rose Gate. I think you done fucked up by making her love you, a mortal man, quote-unquote, instead of her <laughs> idealised prince. And Akio's all like, what are you talking about? She loves me. I'm great. I'm Akio. She never wanted to bring the world revolution. Well, that's a statement, isn't it? <laughs> she has to make the choice. And the choice is not yet made. Utena's playing basketball, but her mind, though she excels at the basketball with her body, mm-hmm. her mind is not on the game. She needs to, high school musical, get her head in the game. But instead, she's thinking about how Anthe said that Akio loves her. Uh, Utena, that is. Yeah, it appears that is in love with you, Miss Utena. For my money, I don't believe it. I think Akio might have feelings, but not. I think, look, Nick, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah? I think this archaeotery might have an ulterior motive. <laughs> he seems like a pretty cool guy, though. And Utena angrily rips up the end of the world letter. Unopened, unlooked at, not even caring, renouncing the ways of end of the world. And then she's joined after the basketball match by her two best friends, non-sinister edition, um, Jury and Mickey. You know what? It just occurred to me, Nick, this next sequence, we get mm-hmm. what I'm assuming, what, what could very well be a farewell, um, hang on, let me walk that back. Uh, I think this is going to be a pre-climax farewell yeah. uh, from most of our side characters, Okay, uh, but I think we'll probably get a, like, end of show Sign whip, off. A, whip around them all. And they're uh, all like, oh, I made up with my sister. Oh, I made up with Shiori. Yeah, or it'll oh. be like, um, end, or not end of Evangelion the movie, but the end of Evangelion the TV series. Ah, end of the world. They're all in space and going, congratulations, Utana. <laughs> is, that, is that how that ends? <laughs> That's a, spoiler alert for Evangelion, I guess. Uh, the human instrument, the human instrumentality project breaks down the conscious barriers between all of humanity, uh, and mm-hmm. we sp- send, spend several episodes in a low-budget uh, interior monologue dream sequence with Shinji mm-hmm. before he eventually realizes that yes, he is indeed worthy of love. Uh, and then the screen explodes, and all the characters are standing superimposed on the earth, clapping their hands and saying, "Congratulations, Shinji! You, you did, did it. it. You realized you were a human worthy of respect." Now, go out there and kill some more angels, you fucking No, idiot. they're all gone. Wait, they're all gone? Yeah, oh. it's, it's over. The third impact happened and you won. Oh. Congratulations. Uh, Evangelion oh, okay. 3.0 plus 1.0 came out in the last week. I have not watched any of those movies yet because I was waiting for the last one, which I thought would never come out. But now it's out, so maybe I will. And maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast, either as a dedicated Ooh. episode or as a hashtag mechwatch2021. We need more mech watch, damn it. Anyway, this next sequence, it's um, Shiori. Mickey. Nope, no, it's not Shiori. It's, it's, it's Mickey. Jury. Yeah. Mickey and Utena Tenjo playing badminton, uh, intercut with them post-badminton, talking about the themes of the show. Now, I don't know if I'd call this badminton per se. They're having a hit, hit around. Yeah, they're having a, uh, a loose badminton smash, I would call it, where one hits the, the badminton shuttlecock, and then another one also hits it, but there's no net. I used to play badminton. Did you? Yeah. Competed oh. in a tournament once. Did not do well. Oh. <laughs> She's like, wow, rare of me to see both of you at the same time. You both going to challenge me to a deal? That hasn't happened yet. And they're like, yes. No. <laughs> yes. But a different sort of duel. You see, we're all getting really into Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> God, if the end of this just turns into something that's like a card game, yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 
So they're just sort of whacking around yeah. this shuttle. They basically like, both came to see her because they both got letters uh, from End of the World basically being like, thanks for playing uh, Endgame happening now. Yeah. And they're like, so are you going to do it, Lieutenant? Are you going to revolutionise the world? Are you gonna... oh, I don't know. Like, all I've been doing is playing Prince, you know? So you have no interest in doing it because I know I couldn't do it. Because I couldn't beat you. None of us could beat you. Jury says, when you think about it, even though I'm a member of the student council, all I ever did was think about myself, but I thought what she was going to say was something like, when you think about it, even though I'm a member of the student council, I was never really invested in this whole situation <laughs> either. I was just kind of doing my own thing. I just wanted to bone my girlfriend who wasn't who really hates my- me. Yeah, who wasn't really my girlfriend, but damn. But damn, I wish she was. <laughs> no matter how much I might regret that, because we don't have a health the healthiest of relationships, but goddamn do I love her. You can't pick who you love until you do. Forcibly. And it's painful. And she's like, well, you love Anthe too, don't you, Lieutenant? And she's like, yes, but it's pure. Oh, not to say that your feelings aren't pure. And Jury's all like, what the fuck's that meant to me, motherfucker? This is basically the show being like, yes, they're in love, but they're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the producers being like, Hang on, okay, look, we, we have to keep this show going for another <laughs> few episodes, alright? We can't let it can now. As for me, I think Utena Tenjo's a bi icon. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, you know, it's like, we have feelings, but it's like the same feelings that Akio and Anthe feel for one another. <laughs> Pure sisterly and brotherly love. Yeah. With a, with a slight dash of hate. The badminton game is rudely interrupted by hero of the show Nanami Kiryu, <laughs> who catches the shuttlecock. And he's like, you need to get your shit together, Utena Tenjo. Look, I'm wearing the girls' school uniform again because I'm done with all that dueling shit because I self-actualized in the course of our last duel and, and realized that this is all really fucked up. And I'm a bit like Tokiko from the Nemoro arc. I realized the only way to win is not to play. And I ain't playing, bitch. And Jury's all like, oh, hey, you're wearing your school uniform. Are you not on the student council anymore, you dumb fuck? Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, Nanami's like, yes. She basically, she, okay. She basically repeats the warning that Toga gave at the end of last episode, but with the civilian identities of uh, Anthe and Akio. Of course, Toga said, uh, watch out for End of the World and the Rose Bride. Mm. And now Nanami says, and you'd better stay away from the chairman and Anthe Himamea for your own good. I genuinely thought that after um, Nanami's last arc, she may have left the show for good. Just being all like, if I've I can't resolved fuck my, myself. If I can't fuck my brother, there's no reason for me to exist. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Nanami died on the way back to her home planet. And now we all end the show. Anyway, she's just like, don't you think you're being played? Don't you see that? You're obviously being manipulated. Uh, and Utena, like, you're an idiot. A couple of times in this conversation, like, Utena gets the shuttlecock back and because she's hell sports, like, immediately starts tapping it to herself, mm. leaving, Anthe to, uh, leaving Nanami to snatch it again. And be all like, you are obviously an idiot. Talking to you makes me do crazy things. Utena says, blood type B people like me tend to be stubborn in conversations. And Nanami's like, yeah, me too. I respect you. <laughs> And then mm -hmm. uh, everyone looks at the sky and keeps playing badminton. No, she doesn't walk off. She keeps standing just past Rotana for the remainder of the scene. <laughs> She's just standing there being like... With her back turned to everyone, just being like, I'm Nanami. And she's like, I don't have a quip, so I'm just going to stand here. Uh, 
Mickey's sister is watching yeah, from so the window. Yeah, so the badminton game continues and Jury and Mickey both see their radial characters watching because mm-hmm. they, they're considering their attachments and the things that tro- drove them to deal. Uh. And also Mickey maybe kind of has a crush on Utena now. So they're all joking, being yeah, like, oh. they're, they're all being very lighthearted about how they love Utena because she's the protagonist and she made their lives better. Yeah, and they're all like, oh, Utena, you know, you're single, aren't you? Yeah. But Mickey, aren't you in love with Anthony, who is watching the whole thing from the... Uh, Rose Garden? Yep. Or the... the and he's like, region. oh, can't I change my mind? And Jury's like, yes, and maybe give me a picture for my new locket as well. Jury, uh, sorry, Shiori prominently in the background, roasted. She looks quite angry. Shiori looks semi-evil? Yeah. Uh, Mickey's sister looks very evil. And Anthony looks like Anthony. Yeah, which is the most subtle evil of them all, apparently. Mm, indeed. Uh-oh, I think a dangerous rival for your affections just appeared and they all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but for real though, I need that picture. The Kashahira shadow players are breaking up. What? What are you going to go do now? One of them has an audition. <gasps> You're going to be an actor. And okay, this, yeah, Nick was like, as this one started, was like, oh yes, finally we can get an idea of the mm. themes of this episode. But this one's really kind of the themes of the whole show as well, mm. because it's uh, the two girls, one of them is going to break up and go apart and mm-hmm. go on to fame and success. Do her own thing. But to do so first, she has to go on a date with Mr. Judge, played by the third girl. Mr. Judge? Who's judging the audition tomorrow. Oh. And he's like, whatever you need, daddy will get it for you. And she's like... Daddy? Daddy? <laughs> really? Are we doing that? And also in their conversation, the first two girls keep being like, yes, we do love each other, and then go in to kiss. But they never kiss. Very Anthony and Utena. Very Anthony and Utena. But they never kiss. They never kiss. They never kiss. Until they do. <gasps> in my fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so it's obviously like, oh, you're doing your thing. And then Archeo slash daddy yeah a in. man of uh, a real daddy long legs if you recall oh mm. a reputable stature a strong back good coat game and he's all like hey girl let, let me let me give you that uh let me give you that role now one of the two yeah. most baffling scenes of the episode happens <laughs> as two two baffling i would say this is in my top two okay all right akio is cruising down the night highway mm-hmm. anthe in the rose bride regalia with her hair all out, in the back seat, writhing in agony. In the back seat? No, Sorry, in the, in, the, in the side seat, I meant to say. Oh, oh okay. Uh, and he looks very, very serious and concerned, like we've never seen before. He looks angry, spiteful, uh, and Angry patient. driving. And he's like, does it hurt, Anthe? Are you in pain? Well, it's not my fault, it's the world. And briefly, as they drive past the scene, the, the camera, like in a uh, profile shot, mm-hmm. we see dozens of swords sticking out of Anthe. And then we see him driving past again, mm-hmm. the blackness of light silhouetting the blades. Sure. In the sense that you can't see them because they're all black. Yeah. And uh, Anthe is just writhing in carnal pleasure no, or torment beyond I would beyond say belief. distinct agony. Okay. She's full of swords, Nick. Hey, I don't know, Anthe, man. <laughs> and then, uh, in I would say the third most baffling scene <laughs> of the episode... Uh, yeah. Anthe and Utena have kind of a on-edge friendship conversation. Where they're just like, so... So we're making each other f- cookies and drinks. Did we poison each other? Maybe. Ha 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 Did you know that Cantarella was used as a poison? Hey, by the way, I made those cookies. Yes. Do you enjoy them? Oh, that's interesting. I poisoned the tea <laughs> you just drank. Utena much less subtle about it. Mm. Um, 
And then they're talking about, so what are you going to do in 10 years, Lieutenant? Let's meet up here again. Let's have tea and cookies again. Interesting sequence. Um, there was a series of shots, panning shots of the kitchen area, which mm-hmm. of course, as we know, is cavernous and empty. Yep. Where there Just was like me. a first one where we panned along till eventually we saw the two of them in shot. Yep. Then one with one of those spinning rose icons. And where, then there's... Where we repeated the same pan, but then when we got to the table... There's no they, one There was there. no one there. Ooh. Does any of this really exist? Did they in fact meet up in 10 years? Probably not. And then a third one, which is a repeat of the first, where they are there. I remember I think I had my 10-year high school reunion. Oh, yes, I had mine a year or two ago. And I didn't go. Oh, I did. Because I think about eight people showed up because we were like, I mean, ah. we all just talked to each other online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still... Well, I went. Yeah. I only went because my friend Georgina and I both agreed we would go as backup for each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was a nice time. But okay. it was very much like... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident that I'm happy never seeing any of you people again, but it's nice to see you once more. Yeah, literally I was just like, yeah, of the eight people that did show up, I could never see them again and be absolutely happy never seeing them again. So so cool. their hands are clasped and it's like, yes, we'll surely meet up again. Oh. And then this scene is really late in laying the groundwork for a pivotal line of dialogue in this, the other of the top two most baffling scenes, mm-hmm. where... It's like the night skyline of the school and surrounding city. Uh, and Anthe is standing atop the school roof in her, in her pajamas. Yeah. Uh, and Utena is on the other side of the aqueduct fence line, mm-hmm. being like, You're running in her pajamas too. You're running away too. And Anthe is like, It's no use. Oh, much like uh, Silver the Hedgehog is like, It's no use. <laughs> oh, and then fuck. she uses her psychokinesis to fling objects at Utena. But Utena speed dashes towards her. And like gr- some Sonic character. Yeah. And grabs her before she can jump off the roof to her presumptive death and catches her. Let me go. No, you're just going to run. What about we have, we have a date to have tea and laugh together in 10 years? You this, dumb fuck. This really came out of nowhere. Like, I can understand why if you're constantly feeling the pain of being impaled by dozens of swords, you might want to kill yourself. But at the same time, I don't know if she can die. Yeah. So, maybe. Forgive me, Miss Utena. Forgive me. And then it's... um. The big silhouettes of the school hallway and the silhouette of uh, Utena walking towards what we eventually realise is the Rose Seal. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Rose Gates. And the two boys, the two enigmatic authority boys are there. Toga Keryu and Koichi Sayonji. Yep, much like all Koichis, he's our favourite character. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. You really want to see your prince so badly? Mm. And she's all like... Or are you doing it for Anthe? Don't you know? I'm well, just a fool. Hang on, you're, oh, okay. you're skipping right. over the setup there, Nicholas. Okay, all right, all right. Sayonji's so, so like, whoever believes in true friendship is a fool. Like, I thought Toga here was my true friend, and then he burnt my exchange diary. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so forgot that exchange Never diary. forget. Never forget <laughs> the funniest part of Sayonji's character. We never, ever... I never felt so embarrassed as monologuing my love through a window. <laughs> that, that was like one of the top ten moments of the show for me. Oh my god, so good. Why did he do, Why is he just standing there? Why did they include that? So she walks past them and says, Don't you know? I am a fool. The time has come Ooh. when you pass through the rose gate. This is, she's, this is uh, her inner monologue reading the... The letter that she received. End of the world. To herself. The time has come. When you pass through the Rose Gate, the path to the castle will open. There you will gain the power to bring the world revolution. And there we will meet once more. Signed, your prince. Nick Tarot Time Redux. Oh. What? 
Okay. I was about to say, but how did she read the letter? But if we have tarot time, let's interject. The Fool. <gasps> the Fool! Now this, of course, isn't explicitly a tarot reference, but I think it's relevant. The Fool is your character in Persona 4. And, and 5. Yeah, thank you. Well, I wasn't going to leave out 5. Come on now. The keywords of The Fool are beginnings, innocence, spontaneity, and a free spirit when it's in the upright position. When reversed, uh, it re represents holding back recklessness and risk-taking. Ah. The Fool is numbered zero, the number of unlimited potential, and so does not have a specific place in the sequence of the tarot cards. The Fool can be placed either at the beginning or the end of the Major Arcana. The Major Arcana is often considered the Fool's journey through life, and as such, is ever-present and therefore needs no number. Hmm. Now, I remember from when we talked about the tarot on the reg, the fool's journey was like a, a, a sort of model of reading, if I recall correctly. A model of reading? Yeah, like, uh, like you know, how you would do a tarot reading. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. No idea, but go on. That was it. Oh, okay. And Tanner, as the fool, is the protagonist of this show. Is going through her own tarot reading. If I were to... Um, mm. create a tarot deck in the image of revolutionary girl Utena. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Utena would be the fool. Obviously. Um, Anthony Himamea would be... Death. The Empress. Oh, okay. Our jury would be the High Priestess. Okay. Mickey? Mickey, uh, I want to say the Hierophant? No, that would be... No, 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 no. <laughs> Sionji. Uh, yeah, Mickey may be the Hierophant. Okay. Uh, Sionji... Hmm. <laughs> Sionji, Sionji, Sionji. Come back to him. Uh, Togekiryu, uh, the Emperor, mm -hmm. Akio Otori, the world, obviously. Of course. The ultimate thing that you don't want to fight against. Yep. Uh, the sun. Obviously, the sun is the sun. Uh, Suwabuki. <laughs> Wait, which one's Suwabuki? Are you fucking serious? Like, you can't remember the can't... names of this ca no, the characters in this show? I can't remember 37 until... episodes in. I can't remember anyone from this show. There's so many. Suwabuki's the one that's like... It's not Wakaba, because we all no, love Wakaba. Wakaba is Wakaba. Yeah. So, it's not Shiori. It's not Mickey's sister. Is it Mickey's sister? No. Who's Suwabuki? I'm not gonna help you on oh, this. Oh, no! And I need you to give an answer. Um, Suwabuki is... Not the vermin. Uh, who else is there? Oh, it's fucking Nemero one. No. Is Suwabuki not the Nemero kid? No, that's Mamiya, who would of course oh. be, we represent the death card. Ah, uh, of course. Wait, what's Nemero represent? Um, I don't know. Star? He's I can't remember what a lot of these cards mean, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, Nemero's the hanged man. Sure. Ah. Uh, Suwabuki. Suwabuki is the fucking... I can't remember who Suwabuki is. Or is Nemero the lovers? Interesting. I don't know. Well, surely, Nick, like... Suwabuki is, of course, Nanami's little boy butler. Oh, Suwabuki! Fool. You absolute rube. Uh, are there any other characters in this show you can't remember? I don't know if I can remember them. <laughs> Kazue. Well, of course I remember Kazue. Mm-hmm. Go <laughs> on. Um... She's Mickey's sister? Yeah. Can I? Can I is the vermin. No. What? Is it? Uh, that's, at, that's Keiko. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Okay. Is Can I the, the lady who, uh, jury, what is it? It's like, not jury's lady that she wants, because that's Shiori. But there was another lady that jury, no, there wasn't. No, no there wasn't. Shit. You, you just made up a character. Oh, God. This other lady that Jury has a relationship with. In my fanfic, Jury has a relationship with a lady named Kanai. <laughs> um, I have no idea who Kanai is. 
Is she uh, the lady who goes away and is all like, no, I'm out of here? No, that's Tokiko. Yeah. Because, of course, she is time. Can I? Can I? And time is the greatest oh, distance that can separate two people. I don't know who can I is. Who's can I? Uh, the fiancé. Oh, of, um, of Akio. Yeah. Right. Man, we really have not seen her in, like, <laughs> a season. Now, the thing I can't remember... Yes? What was the name of Nemoro's fake identity? Uh, Professor Nemoro. No, though, that's his true identity. Oh. The name he was operating under for most of the uh, Rose Black Rose arc. Uh, ooh. Ooh, I can't remember. Nor I. It's almost like it never actually happened. What, the... Oh no. Whoa. Oh, it's cursed. That's right, we're part of the show now too. <laughs> we're not just bad broadcasters. <laughs> we remember everything and nothing. Just like you, listener. Just like you. And what was the name of the Onion Prince? The answer? It doesn't matter. Moving was, on. I thought it was Wakaba. No, she's the Onion Princess. Oh. Oh yeah, the Onion Prince. The guy from one episode. Yeah. Who never showed up again. Never deserved to. But how do Tenna read that letter? Well, she passes she passes Anthe on the sitting on the steps like we've never seen before. <gasps> She's sitting down, which means in her that, school uniform. <gasps> in her school uniform. Miss Utena, there's still time. And she has taped back together the letter that Utena had ripped up. Aww. There's still time. And you can still turn back, she says. Do you have any other side quests you would like to complete? There's no going back from this point. And Utena's wearing the signet ring on her finger. Let's go. And she tosses the envelope away because she doesn't need it. And they walk towards the dueling forest. (gasps) She's renounced her renouncement. She's renounced Dios. (laughs) No, she's reverse renounced Dios. She's going to be fueled by the power of Dios. We still don't really know what the deal with Dios is, beyond the fact that the name Dios is obviously evocative of God in the same way that the name Akio is evocative of the devil. <gasps> Lucifer. And he is above us, but also kind of absent from the show. He is as above, so below. And he had a sword that was good until they didn't need it anymore. Because everyone abandoned had swords, them. yeah. But what if the sword of Dios is still really good. Actually, it really bothers me that I can't remember Nemora's name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wasn't Mickey, I can give you that much. And it wasn't Mamiya. Soji Mikage. Ah, Mikage. Famously, I kept getting his first name, his given name wrong. What, Shoji? I kept calling him Shoji instead of Soji. Ah, you gotta remember Soji Mikage. Until you don't. Who? (laughs) So, that's the end of the episode. What a weird ep. What a filler. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not kidding you. It feels like a filler up because at the end... You're just saying that because no one fought each other. Yeah. It was 23 dedicated minutes of character motivation. Well, I mean, yeah, but like it was already there, wasn't it? But you've got to make these things explicit sometimes. Oh, I guess. Yes. She, needs, she, took, she, she took time to grapple with her motivations. Uh-huh. This is... um. This is raw, uncut... The only difference between this and the equivalent episode in the first arc is that she's not wearing a girl's school uniform. So she hasn't had a complete identity crisis. She is figuring out her place in the world, which she had already reasserted by beating up Togekiryu. Mm. But now she's... It's all like, um, what with especially with the, um, the let's meet up in 10 years and like the sad badminton game and like a couple of other sequences, it's real, um, like... Coming of age? Am I an adult now? Like, Uh, what decisions will I make now that I've self-actualized in the adult world? I have responsibilities now. 
Oh, this sucks. I've got to be my own person, not just who I wanted to be as a child, but is the person I will be as an adult something that the child me would respect or not? Mm. Which the answer obviously is probably not. Because, I've got to you know, put aside my childish things like this Rosecrest ring until I decide that actually, no, I want to have that. I need to deal with this to deal with me. And also, save my good friend Anthony Himamaya from a disaster of her own making, whether or not she wants it. Because yeah. mm. I love her and I don't want her to kill herself. Yeah, that part feels pretty respectable. So Nick, highlights and lowlights for this episode. I know what my lowlight is. Go on. Akio being all like, you know, that dress really... Yeah, that fucking sucks. That really dress really suits She's like, oh, yeah, I, I guess. But, you know, I'm not wearing the ring. And he's like, well, maybe I could get you a new ring to suit that dress you're wearing. And it's like, fuck off. Get out of here. This is the lamest pickup line you could have used. Like, yeah, yeah. My low light was the shadow puppet play. Oh. I know it's tradition to have one in the episode, but I feel like we could have put more time into the actual characters in this one. But daddy... Ugh, don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, that singular word is my low light. Just daddy? Yep. Wow. Highlights. Highlight. A lot of good moments. You know what? I reckon my highlight is the really ambiguous Archeo driving angrily yeah, down the highway. That's definitely a contender in my book. Yeah. Because it's like, why is Archeo so angry? Is it just like, she's torturing him... And now he's torturing her Or is he trying back? to get her somewhere so she won't spiritually bleed out? Like, yeah. is he desperately driving? Is it just a metaphor? Or is this all, like, it's not oh, really it's definitely happening. a metaphor. It's like, it's not Allegory. 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 You remember the song? Oh, God, do I? I'm a knight. God. If we could just get one thing from this show, it would have to be the songs. Yeah, well, I really. mean, you know... We talked about this a couple of times before, but like every duel is kind of its own music video for an original song. Hell fucking yeah. Kind yeah, of like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. No! No! I mean, it is. Oh. The boss fights in that are basically music videos for an oh, original I song. I know, I know. Oh. Rules of nature! Cutting cars in half. Ugh, I hate it so much. You don't like that game? I really don't. Oh, I forgot about that. It's a good game, Nick. This show is turning our memory to sludge. Yeah. Nick. Yes. My highlight, honourable mention to that car sequence, uh -huh. but I liked the badminton game. Oh, you liked how it was like, just, here's, here's where we're all we're at. Just, yeah, we're giving everyone a moment of closure and they all support Utena doing her own thing. And, and the other half of that is the boys meeting her on the walk to the uh, mm. to the thing. Just everyone being like, Utena Tenjo, it is you. You are the one now. Make your choice, but do it wisely. Mm. Revolutionise mm. the world. Or don't. Do what the fuck you want, man. You truly were a revolutionary girl, Lieutenant. None of us can beat you. Staring at camera. Literally, there's nothing we can do to stop you now. Jury could have, but then a sword fell out of the sky and stopped her. No one can hubris. stop it's, she, She's powered and by then the, the other time, And then the other time, she gave up. Because mm. you destroyed her locket. No one can defeat her. Who? Utena. Okay. She's literally powered by God Except at this point. for... Togekiru using the power of emotional manipulation. But even then, that sort of failed now, so... <laughs> you know what mm. sequence I think about a lot from this show? The cars, where she's just well, slashing yes, them down. But yeah. like, a specific episode, okay. a specific sequence, just like the hard cut from uh, Soji Mikage slash Nemoro being defeated in his duel yeah. to Akio taking that phone call, being like, Oh yes, Nemoro. Yes, I use Mamiya to manipulate your memories. 
Anyway, you never really existed. Goodbye. And then he's gone. That was just a really good sequence. <laughs> Man. Fuck Archeo. Yeah, what a tool. Ugh. So Nick. Ironically, not a tool, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't. Because he's the master of the tools. He's manipulating uh, He's the handyman. Exactly. He's the worst one of all. Nick. Charging exorbitant prices and such. Yes. Two episodes remain. Utena is entering the rose lift or whatever to go up to the Sky Castle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As we all do. To meet her prince and possibly revolutionise the world. What does that even mean? From, mm-hmm. what, from what we've seen mm-hmm. in... Depictions of varying degrees of literalness. Uh, the prince Dios may be trapped on a ball up there, and yep. also the body of Anthony Himamea may be impaled with dozens of swords to create a giant rose sigil. Okay, all right. Up there. Yeah. And also, Akio Ottery in his dueling regalia might be waiting up there in his guise as end of the world, who may or may not be the same person in a literal sense as the Prince Dios. What's going on in this show? Do we know? Maybe we'll find out in episode 38, entitled The Ends, plural, of the world. Okay, okay. The ends of the world. So we know Of course, the world has two ends, the beginning and the end. And this one may be the end. But what if it's the beginning of another world? Like the Big Bang? The world in which the movie takes place. Well, you know, at the the beginning, there was an explosion. Once there was an explosion. Kaboom. Man, I want to play Death Stranding again. I want to play Death Stranding, but with really dumb sound effects. You can mod that, probably. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Kojima would probably be all behind it. He would be all behind it. Yeah. Um, oh, let me think. Okay. All right. All right. Here's what I reckon. Here's what I reckon. The ends of the world is a reference to the, the end character of- end of the world. Right. The end of the world number one is our boy Archeo, right? He's the end of the world in the show. He's taken that name. He's decided I'm the end of the world, right? The other end of the world is the prince that lives in the sky castle that's upside down, who's trapped there, <laughs> right? Who is his perpetual innocence. Nick, will the Sky Castle write what write itself and land? No. Destroying a Tory Academy and everyone within it? No. Thereby no. creating a metaphorical end of the world for no. the, the world these people have known? No, because you don't understand, Liam, is that when you revolutionise the world, the previous world must end. And that is Utena, the third end of the world. Uh, wait, what's... What? <laughs> So you got end of the world Archeo, yep. end of the world Prince. I was really, I was really with you up until that is Utena, the third end of the world. Yeah, end of the world Utena. I think maybe you might be fixating too much on the title no, of the episode no. for our predictions. No, no, this is my thinking, right? Is that you have Archeo, right? He's the end of the world literally, right? His name is the end of the world. Yep. He wants to revolutionise the world to escape the perpetual torment of Anthe, etc., Oh, because he's trapped in a perpetual cycle of life and death. Someday he'd like to meet that god and see what it's like to kill him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but Utena will end the world as we know it by revolutionising the world. Yeah. Right? So she's kind of like an end of the world figure in this. Yeah? Where it's like, he's the end of the world because yeah, she will end the world. complicated. Yeah. So then, <laughs> so then what's going to happen in next app is that she won't revolutionise the world She'll yet. decide she likes the world, but she'll free Anthe. No, no. She likes Anthe. Yeah. Yeah. But she'll revolutionise... Oh, fuck. 
Oh, what if she doesn't revolutionise the world? I want to step away from the abstract terminology that, uh, you know, power of miracles, the power to bring the world revolution. But that's all we cetera, have is something eternal. Well, I want to talk about what we think will actually happen in the episode. Okay, so she's so, going to go to the big upside down yep. sky castle tower yep. arena. We can only assume Akio will be up there and will be like, it's time to duel. However, I reckon it's not going to be a straightforward duel. I reckon it's going to be a labyrinth. It's going to be a card game. No, no, I reckon it's literally going to be like some kind of like fucking maze of emotions, right? Where it's like, he's like, you know, I made this place, so I control it. Snaps his fingers, and then it's like, Utena sees child Utena there. It's like, oh my god, what is that? And then it's like imagery and, oh, and it's like, illusion. And it's going to be like, are you who I grow up to be? Will I respect a person such as you? What are you doing Can now? you prove it? By embracing me, even now? Yeah, and then it's like, what? What? What was that? It's, it's like, just some real metaphysical bullshit. And then just like, kill me, Utena. It's like, I can't kill you, you're me. Kill me. <laughs> right? That sort of level of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and some so, real, like, crazy anime yeah. bullshit. Exactly. Trying to manipulate her instead of actually fighting, right? So I... Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, so, he'll fight. Akio's goals are complicated and arcane, mm-hmm. but my read on it is that, you know, he's made Utena fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, and, and now that she is quote unquote the chosen one for whatever that means, yep. he will try to, like, because of course, like, there's been so many similarities between the ways he's operating and the way Toga operated in season one. Mm. Maybe it's going to be like, now that you're here, do the thing, but maybe do it how I want you to do it instead. Yeah. What if? And she'll be like, no, let's sword fight. And then Anthony would be like, I'm also here. What if we actually get from Archeo's viewpoint why he became the end of the world. I feel like we've already had as close as we're going to get to that. I know, but what if it's like a literal like, oh, by the way, this is what Archeo's deal is the episode. And then instead we're like, oh no. So he's the not good guy still, but... I don't know. I feel like that'd be spinning our wheels a bit. Yeah, but it's we have two episodes left, right? Yeah, I think that we're going to have a climax with possible cliffhanger next episode. Mm-hmm. Then uh, either a resurrection... A, a revolutionary episode. Say, a resolution of that. Okay. Resolutionary girl, Utana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, Denimor, life goes on. Ah, happy time. Ending. I, hmm. I reckon there has to be something that will elaborate more on Archeo in next episode so that when we reach the ah, climax... As for me, I'm more interested in Anthe. I don't think Anthe's going to get any more. Yeah, um, I, think, I don't think Anthe's going to be in the show anymore. I reckon it's just going to be, like, half the episode will be... Archeo's quote-unquote backstory. Which we've already seen. Which is just going to be, like, him being like, I'm going to become end of the world. And then... Doesn't actually mean anything. But then it'll be like, why do we keep torturing one another? And then we're going to reach... We're just like the Borgias. Yeah. So they're just going to, like, reach the point of uh, Archeo versus Utena. They'll fight. Do, like, either a fight or a, a weird... Manipulating the environment to make Utena feel bad. And whose side will Anthihimamea take? She'll be on Utena's side, uh, because she's the Rose Bride, but then she might be like, brother. Brother! I'm sorry to something. I thought it was gonna be like she's gonna be on Akio's side, because oh. this is like the culmination of all of their whatever they're and, doing. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, at a pivotal moment, it'll be like, no, Miss Utena, oh, we can be free and in love. Yeah, maybe maybe Anthe sees the way out and is like, oh my god, I should be on Utena's side. Anthe Himamea was a young girl who could see the world the way she wanted it to be, despite the way that it was. And until next time, to (laughs) To be be continued. continued.